0: So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 68. Today we'll be finishing off the book of Joshua, looking at Psalm 116 and Luke 19. And through this, we'll be looking at the fact that we're being challenged by Joshua, uh, encouraged in Psalm 116 and having this visual uh, appearance of Jesus as the true king. We're being challenged, really, to think about, who are we going to serve? And so, as we go through the passages today, I encourage you to think about that question and to consider who you will serve. Joshua 22. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh and told them, You have carried out all the instructions of Moses, the Lord's servant, and you have obeyed all that I have told you. You have not abandoned your fellow Israelites this entire time, right up to this very day. You have completed the task given you by the Lord your God. Now the Lord your God has made your fellow Israelites secure, just as he promised them. So now you may turn around and go to your homes and to your own land that Moses the Lord's servant assigned to you east of the Jordan. But carefully obey the commandments and instructions Moses the Lord's servant gave you. Love the Lord your God, follow all his instructions, obey his commands, be loyal to him, and serve him with all your heart and being. Joshua rewarded them and sent them on their way. They returned to their homes. Now to one half-tribe of Manasseh, Moses had assigned land in Bashan, and to the other half, Joshua had assigned land on the west side of the Jordan with their fellow Israelites. When Joshua sent them home, he rewarded them, saying, Take home great wealth, a lot of cattle, silver, gold, bronze, iron, and a lot of clothing. Divide up the goods captured from your enemies with your brothers. So the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites in Shiloh in the land of Canaan and headed home to their land in Gilead, which they had acquired by the Lord's command through Moses. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh came to Gileath near the Jordan in the land of Canaan and built there near the Jordan an impressive altar. The Israelites received this report, saying, Look, the Reubenites and Gadites and half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar at the entrance to the land of Canaan at Gileath near the Jordan on the Israelite side. When the Israelites heard this, the entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh to launch an attack against them. The Israelites sent Phineas, son of Eleazar the priest, to the land of Gilead to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh. He was accompanied by ten leaders, one from each of the tribes, each one a family leader among the Israelite clans. They went to the land of Gilead to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh, and said to them, The entire community of the Lord says, Why have you disobeyed the Lord of the God of Israel by turning back today from following the Lord? You built an altar for yourselves and have rebelled today against the Lord. The sin we committed at Peor was bad enough. To this very day, we have not purified ourselves. It even brought a plague on the community of the Lord. Now today you dare to turn back from following the Lord? You are rebelling today against the Lord. Tomorrow he may break out in anger against the entire Israelite community. But if your own land is impure, cross over to the Lord's own land and where the Lord himself lives and settle down among us. But don't rebel against the Lord or us by building for yourselves an altar other than the altar of the the Lord your God. When Achan, son of Zerah, disobeyed the command of the about the city's riches, the entire Israelite community was judged. The only one man had sinned. He most certainly died for his sin. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh answered the leaders of the Israelite clan, saying, El, God the Lord, El, God the Lord, he knows the truth. Israel must also know. If we have rebelled or disobeyed the Lord, don't spare us today. If we have built an altar for ourselves to turn back from following the Lord by making burnt sacrifices and grain offerings on it, or by offering tokens of peace on it, the Lord himself will punish us. We swear we have done this because we were worried that in the future your descendants would say to our descendants, what relationship do you have with the Lord God of Israel? The Lord made the Jordan a boundary between us and you and the Reubenites and Gadites, and you have no right to worship the Lord. In this way, your descendants might cause our descendants to stop obeying the Lord. So we decided to build this altar, not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, but as a reminder to us and you and our descendants who follow us, that we will honor the Lord in his very presence with burnt offerings, sacrifices, and tokens of peace. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to our descendants, you have no right to worship the Lord. We said, if in the future they say such a thing to us and to our descendants, we will reply, See the model of the Lord's altar that our ancestors made, not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, but as a reminder to us and you. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord by turning back today from following after the Lord by building an altar for burnt offerings, sacrifices, and tokens of peace aside from the altar of the Lord, our God located in front of his dwelling place. When Phinehas the priest and the community leaders and the Israelite clan leaders who accompanied him heard the defense of the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the Manassites they were satisfied. Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, said to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the Manassites, Today we know that the Lord is among us, because you have not disobeyed the Lord in this. Now you have rescued the Israelites from the Lord's judgment. Phinehas, the son of Eleazar the priest, and the leaders, left the Reubenites and the Gadites in the land of Gilead and reported back to the Israelites in the land of Canaan. The Israelites were satisfied with their report and gave thanks to God. They said nothing more about launching an attack to destroy the land in which the Reubenites and Gadites lived. The Reubenites and Gadites named the altar, surely it is a reminder to us that the Lord is God. A long time passed after the Lord made Israel secure from all their enemies, and Joshua was very old. So Joshua summoned all Israel, including the elders, rulers, judges, and leaders, and told them, I am very old. You saw everything the Lord your God did to all the nations on your behalf, for the Lord your God fights for you. See, I have parceled out to your tribes those remaining nations from the Jordan to the Mediterranean Sea in the West, including all the nations I defeated. The Lord your God will drive them out from before you and remove them so you can occupy their land as the Lord your God promised you. Be very strong. Carefully obey all that is written in the law of the scroll of Moses so you won't swerve from it to the right or to the left or associate with these nations that remain near you. You must not invoke or make solemn declarations by the name of their gods. You must not worship or bow down to them, but you must be loyal to the Lord your God as you have been this very day. The Lord drove out from before you great and mighty nations. No one has been able to resist you to this very day. One of you makes a thousand run away, for the Lord your God fights for you as he promised he would. Watch yourselves carefully. Love the Lord your God. But if you ever turn away and make alliances with these nations that remain near you and intermarry with them and establish friendly relations with them, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you. They will trap and ensnare you. They will be a whip that tears your sides and thorns that blind your eyes until you disappear from this good land the Lord your God gave you. Look, today I'm about to die. You know with all your heart and being that not even one of the faithful promises the Lord your God made to you is left unfulfilled. every one was realized, not one promise is unfulfilled. But in the same way that every faithful promise the Lord your God made to you has been realized, it is just as certain that if you disobey, then the Lord will bring on you every judgment until he destroys you from this good land that the Lord your God gave you. If you violate the covenant laws of the Lord your God, which he commanded you to keep, and you follow, worship, and bow down to other gods, Then the Lord will be very angry with you, and you will disappear quickly from the good land that he gave to you. Joshua assembled all the Israelite tribes at Shechem. He summoned Israel's elders, rulers, judges, and leaders, and they appeared before God. Joshua told all the people, saying, This is what the Lord God of Israel has said. In the distant past, your ancestors lived beyond the Euphrates River, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor. They worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from beyond the Euphrates and brought him into the entire land of Canaan. I made his descendants numerous. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I assigned Mount Seir, while Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. I sent Moses and Aaron, and I struck struck Egypt down when I intervened in their land. Then I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt, you arrived at the sea. The Egyptians chased your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. Your fathers cried out for help to the Lord, and he made the area between you and the Egyptians dark, and then he drowned them in the sea. You witnessed with your very own eyes what, he, what I did in Egypt. You lived in the wilderness for a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived in the east of the Jordan. They fought with you, but I handed them over to you. You conquered their land, and I destroyed them from before you. Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, launched an attack against Israel. He summoned Balaam, the son of Beor, to call down judgment on you. I refused to respond to Balaam. He kept prophesying good things about you, and I rescued you from his power. You crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The leaders of Jericho, as well as the Amorites, Parasites, Canaanites, Hittites, Gergesites, Hivites, and Jebusites fought against you, but I handed them over to you. I sent terror ahead of you to drive out before you two Amorite kings. I gave you the victory. It was not by your swords or bows. I gave you a land in which you had not worked hard. You took up residence in cities you did not build, and you were eating the produce of vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Now obey the Lord and worship him with integrity and loyalty. Put aside the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates and in Egypt, and worship the Lord. If you have no desire to worship the Lord, then choose today whom you will worship, whether it be the gods whom your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living. But I and my family will worship the Lord. The people responded, saying, Far be it from us to abandon the Lord so we can worship other gods. For the Lord our God took us and our fathers out of slavery in the land of Egypt and performed these awesome miracles before our very eyes. He continually protected us as we traveled and when we passed through nations. The Lord drove out from before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. So we too will worship the Lord, for he is our God. Joshua warned the people, saying, You will not keep worshiping the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God who will not forgive your rebellion or your sins. If you abandon the Lord and worship the foreign gods, he will turn against you. He will bring disaster on you and destroy you, though once he treated you well. The people said to Joshua, No, we really will worship the Lord. Joshua said to the people, Do you agree to be witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to worship the Lord? They replied, We are witnesses. And Joshua said, Now put aside the foreign gods that are among you and submit to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, We will worship the Lord our God and obey him. That day Joshua drew up an agreement for the people and he established rules and regulations for them in Shechem. Joshua wrote these words in the law scroll of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak tree near the Lord's sanctuary. Joshua said to all the people, Look, this stone will be a witness against us, for it has heard everything the Lord said to us. It will be a witness against you if you deny your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people. They went to their allotted portions of land. After all this, Joshua son of Nun, the Lord's servant, died at the age of one hundred and ten. They buried him in his allotted territory in Timnath zerah in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Kash. Israel worshipped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime, and as long as the elderly men who lived who outlived him remained alive, these men had experienced firsthand everything the Lord had done for Israel. The bones of Joseph, which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the part of the field that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for one hundred pieces of money. So it became the inheritance of the tribe. Of Joseph that ends the book of Joshua and you can hear Joshua's words ringing in the ears of the people serve the Lord God don't serve other gods serve God and serve him alone and now we move to Psalm 116 which is really a psalm of praise praising God for all that he has done and expressing love for God because he is the faithful loyal wonderful King and Lord that he is Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he heard my plea for mercy and listened to me. As long as I live, I will call to him when I need help. The ropes of death tightened around me. The snares of Sheol confronted me. I was confronted with trouble and sorrow. I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, rescue my life. The Lord is merciful and fair. Our God is compassionate. The Lord protects the untrained. I was in serious trouble and he delivered me. Rest once more, my soul, for the Lord has vindicated you. Yes, Lord, you rescued my life from death, kept my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. I will serve the Lord in the land of the living. I had faith when I said, I am severely oppressed. I had rashly declared, all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his acts of kindness to me? I will celebrate my deliverance and call on the name of the Lord, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord before all his people. The Lord values the lives of his faithful followers. Yes, Lord, I am indeed your servant. I am your servant, the son of your female servant. You saved me from death. I will present a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord before all his people. In the courts of the Lord's temple, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. And we finish today by reading from Luke 19, a number of different stories that actually show us again, people's choosing to serve Jesus the King or not, and why that is the greatest choice you could ever make in your life. Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. Now a man named Zacchaeus was there. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to get a look at Jesus, but being a short man, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him because Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down and meet quickly because I am must stay at your house today. So he came down quickly and welcomed Jesus joyfully. And when the people saw it, they all complained saying, he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, look, Lord. Half of my possessions I now give to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone of anything, I am paying back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. While the people were listening to these things, Jesus proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. Therefore he said, He said, a nobleman went to a distant country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. And he summoned ten of his slaves, gave them ten minas, and said to them, Do business with these until I come back. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to be king over us. When he returned, after receiving the kingdom, he summoned these slaves to whom he had given the money. He wanted to know how much they had earned by trading. So the first one came before him and said, Sir, your mina has made ten minas more. And the king said to him, Well done, good slave. Because you have been faithful in very small matter, you will have authority over ten cities. Then the second one came and said, Sir, your mina has made five more minas. So the king said to him, And you are to be over five cities. Then another slave came and said, Sir, here is your mina that I put away for safekeeping in a piece of cloth. For I was afraid of you because you are a severe man. You withdraw from what you did not deposit, and you reap what you did not sow. The king said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. So you knew, did you, that I was a severe man withdrawing what I didn't deposit and reaping what I didn't sow? Why then didn't you put my money in the bank so that when I returned, I could have collected it with interest? And he said to his attendants, take the mina from him and give it to the one who has 10. But they said to him, sir, he has 10 minas already. I tell you, The man replied, that everyone who has been given more from the one who does not have even what he has will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be their king, bring them here and slaughter them in front of me. After Jesus had said this, he continued on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. Now when he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, telling them, go to the village ahead of you. When you enter it, you will find a colt tied there that has never been ridden untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent ahead found it exactly as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and and had Jesus get on it. As he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he approached the road leading down from the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. They said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered them, I tell you, if they kept silent, the very stones will cry out. Now when Jesus approached and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you had only known on this day, even you, the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes for the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and surround you and close you in from every side. They will demolish you, you and your children within your walls, and they will not leave you with one stone on top of another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. Then Jesus entered the temple courts and began to drive out those who were selling things there, saying to them, It is written, My house will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of robbers. Jesus was teaching daily in the temple courts. The chief priests and the experts in the law and the prominent leaders among the people were seeking to assassinate him, but they could not find a way to do it, for all the people hung on his words. And here as we read through Luke 19, I hope you see this incredible Uh, mercy of Jesus towards people like Zacchaeus, and yet this incredible harshness in judgment on those who reject him, that Jesus is not someone to take lightly. He's not someone to say, "Ah, he just is sort of a a kind old Santa Claus type person, but that Jesus really truly is a king. And you have a choice. I have a choice. We all have a choice whether we're going to serve him because of his great love and mercy for us, or whether we will reject him and experience his judgment. That Jesus really is saying, Choose this day, just like Joshua said years before, whom you will serve. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, httpnetbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.